welcome to another episode of Prioritize. They accomplish while you drown in lists. It's difficult to juggle your responsibilities. Husband, father, brother. It goes on, but your energy doesn't. You pondering what I'm pondering? Prioritize what's right for you, not what's left behind. This is Prioritize with Toby Baker. You'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. And welcome to it, gentlemen and ladies. Welcome to Prioritize. Here we talk about prioritizing faith, family, relationships, and more. I'm your crazy white, formerly fat host, still working on the diet, the Baker Boy himself. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. Today, I would like to uh, talk with you a little bit about prioritizing dad, prioritizing that hat that we dads wear ever so proudly. Uh, I've worn a number of different hats in my life, from son, brother, friend, uh, dad, factory worker, salesperson, marketer, uh, youth pastor, and I got to say, yeah, you, you know where I'm going. Yeah, my favorite hat has is, is definitely been dad definitely been dad and uh, I was talking with a friend earlier today about things that our our dad may have told us and he had uh, he had recounted to me uh, a couple things that his dad told him that it kind of crushed him a little bit you know at the time and it was it was like this glass ceiling that made it ever so difficult to break through he said his dad would would tell him hey good good job but but Anytime you hear a but, you know, there's something not right. Something else is coming. Like that that little, yeah, good job. That was just the Novocaine until I get to the real root of the problem. <laughs> did you see what I did there? Root? No, nobody gets me. Okay. So he says, uh, Dad would tell him, hey, good job. But, yeah, I think you could do better. Uh, I mean, you, you did an okay job, but, you know, you need to do better. Now, you, you may hear that and think, well, yeah, of course, of course you would you would do that. Of course you would say that to your kid because you want him to do better next time. Uh, would you want, would you say that to a six-year-old who uh, just handed you a sheet of paper? They, they, they had some crayons and they were making grapes. They, they were drawing something for you. Just, ah, yeah, that's it's okay. But you know what? I, I think you really could have done better. And here's the areas where you need to improve. That can be a little bit deliberated, de- de- debilitating, can it? Yeah, be a little debilitating spirit. Can't that kind of cut you down a little bit? I remember being in middle school. You remember what it was like being in middle school? Oh, jeepers. I mean, just that, uh, you know, back then we didn't have social media. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have all this stuff. I'm a very, very young sprite, 44-year-old gentleman. So back in my day, cell phones, you know, in middle school, they didn't even hear about them. Never heard the word cellular phone. The coolest thing was the cordless phone. That's when you knew you had made it to a certain status. You you could only go so far away from the base uh, of the cordless phone. If you're listening to this and you're a young fella, uh, thanks for listening, and you'll probably have to ask your mom and dad. Or you may even be able to Google it. Um, you might have some pictures of dinosaurs pop up. Just disregard those. I remember being in middle school. We moved to Plymouth, Indiana. I went to a, a middle school called Lincoln Junior High. And uh, that was rough. That was rough for, for Toby. That was rough for me. That came from a private school. We had uh, it was a small school. Less than 150, 200, less than 200 people, I I think. Less than 200 people, not just, you know, 
uh, students in my class as the eighth grade, not just uh, students, period, but it was students and teachers, faculty, all in. Small school, private school, and one of the best things I remember about that school is the teachers cared about their students. It was stricter, yep, had a fabulous education from them, and the teachers cared about their students. Um, I went to Lincoln Junior High. Uh, you get a mixture of you get a mixture of everything. This was my first, uh, well, not my first exposure, but my first long-term exposure. Certainly, my first exposure in middle school. Uh, first exposure to uh, long-term exposure to a public school. I had attended a public school prior to that for uh, six months, and nobody in my family liked the area, so we moved away. Uh, I got I got uh, I got stabbed several times and I'm not talking about just from a little knife you know that uh, you would heal from I'm talking about words man you ever been stabbed with words before gosh that that really smarts doesn't it that kind of sticks with you for a bit I mean if you're uh, maybe you're listening to this you're like god don't forget if you gotta brush that off yes yes you do absolutely right I've done a TikTok on that but as, as a middle schooler it's a little hard to brush off constantly being ridiculed around every corner i I mean i I was it just just made fun of everywhere you get criticized you go into the bathroom people shove you up against the urinal you get beat up a little bit there and 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 people are are drawing uh just just stupid pictures of you and hanging them up on walls and just constantly making you know middle school can be a very small place and you got to face those people each and every day and it's it's not easy, you know. You you get away from that. You go out in the real world, and uh, I say real world like middle school isn't real. Um, you go out into the workforce. You you leave school and you enter into the workforce. It's a pretty wide world, and uh, once you enter into a new area, nobody knows you there. You know, you can redefine your identity. You you begin again. You, you start anew, as they say. I don't know if that phrase is still popular. You start anew. You start fresh. In middle school, the next day, it's it's not like you're walking in. Hey, it's a brand new day. This is going to be fantastic. No, it's it's just a it's it's a different day, same stuff. Okay, I'm walking into the same classrooms. I'm sitting beside the same people, and I'm getting made fun of all over again. It's like you you get hurt. And, it, and then the scab, the scab's overnight, and then it just rips right off the very next day. It sticks with you a little bit. How do you get through that? How do you get over that? That's uh, another podcast for another day, and I want to get into that. But that's kind of how my friend was feeling. That's exactly how my friend was feeling. That's what his dad would tell him. I I remember quite a bit. I mean, this is this is the impression, okay? This is the impression that you make on your boys, on your kids, what you say to them, how you live out your life in front of them is a strong impression on your children. I want you to feel the weight of that just for a couple of seconds. Am I throwing undue weight onto your shoulders? No, no, I'm not. I just want you to understand, you know, for, for a couple of seconds here that you, you bear a weight. Your kids are watching you. They're listening to what you say. So as a dad, how are you going to treat your kids? 
How are you going to lift them up? But can I encourage you here a couple things, okay? Use your words carefully. Encourage your kids. I, I don't want you to lie to them. You don't have to lie to your kids to encourage them, to lift them up. I want to encourage you to use your words wisely. I want you to, to think about the words coming out of your mouth to, to your kids because they'll, they'll remember them, gang. So I believe there's a couple different things here that become very important. One is your words, how you speak to your boys, how you speak to your daughter. They're going to remember these things. It's going to bear some weight. So the question becomes, uh, how do you want to constructively criticize your kids? And how, even better, how can you build them up? How can you raise them up out of the, the muck in the mire that is their normal world at school where perhaps around every corner, if their childhood was anything like my, child, my childhood, can't even speak, then they are probably getting, they probably get criticized. Probably doesn't feel so good. So then they come home to a safe place. They come home to your, their dad and they present to them, here's this thing. What do you got for me? What what can you say? So be careful choosing your words wisely. You you can encourage them. Your your tongue is, is man, it's like a two-edged sword. You You can cut them down. With, with a flick of your wrist, with a flick of your tongue, boom, and they're a, they're a puddle of mud, and they slurp away to their bedroom and try to pull themselves together on the Internet. Or you can cut away the chains that bind them. You can cut away the, the shackles that have been placed upon them by other people, and you can raise them up. The second thing that I want you to think about is this, the time that you spend and invest with your boys, with your kids, with your daughter. I think back to a few of the times where my dad was able to break away from work. He had incredibly strong work ethic. Uh, he he was he was always working. If he, when he wasn't working, he was reading. But he would break away. And uh, I remember one of the times we were playing baseball in the on the front lawn of our um, uh, uh, where we lived in, um, and we had watermelon. We we played baseball he was uh one of the coaches for my my little league team he would come out and shoot baskets with me in the front parking lot in our little garage area we had a hoop that my grandfather and and pops had uh, stuck in the ground with some cement and we'd shoot some hoops sometimes when he was able to you know those times they stuck with me the fact that he was um, conscious enough to spend some time with his son and I believe the same would be uh, for you, that your kids will will return. They'll make a return on the investment that you make into them. They'll walk away thinking, hey, you know, Dad, spend some time with me. That's important to your kids. Listen, guys, this is not an easy world, and I don't know who would expect someone to be the perfect dad. I don't believe there is such a thing. I'm not a perfect dad. I try hard, and I believe my kids catch what I do, and sometimes they listen to what I say, and I would think it's the same for you. They're hearing you, they're listening when you talk, and uh, they catch what you do. They're watching you. If I could be of service to you in some way, you got questions, uh, you got answers for me. Maybe you got answers to questions I wasn't even asking. You got some thoughts you want to ponder. You can send them on over to me at tobybaker.life. 